Welcome to the dark side of travel. So you've dared to come jaunt with me. Thank you. Let me introduce myself. I'm Courtney Maroc, Ambassador of Dark and Paranormal Tourism for Haunt Jaunts, a destination for restless spirits who dig hauntings, true crime, horror, Halloween, and weird days. I'll be your host and guide for this listening adventure. Looks like we've been cleared for takeoff, so buckle up, sit back, and enjoy the ride. Okay, so welcome to this edition um, of Haunt John's podcast. Today, I'm really excited to have Dwight and Rhonda Hull from Believe Paranormal with me. Rhonda sent me a cool email. I love when I get these saying, hey, could you add our event to your listings? And I was like, yeah. And then I checked it out and I checked them. Out. I was like, okay, I, I got to write back and just ask. These people sound fascinating and they're in Arizona. So, um, hi guys. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Glad to wait about you. Doing good. Doing good. Real good. Okay. So what, what introduced us was your email, like I said, and the event, it's, am I saying it right? A haunting in the desert? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And that's May 15th through 17th in Tombstone, Arizona, which is awesome. And you have some really great, I actually know Mr. Haunted. I used to have a radio show on um, the same network he's on, the Paramania Radio, and so him and Jennifer had me on one time, but it was crazy. Like I was getting dropped and then I was so nervous because I was starstruck talking to Jennifer. But <laughs> James is going to be there too. So you that's going to be a really fun celebrity lineup. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, Jennifer and Willie are just really great down to earth people. And of course, Jimmy Haunted, you know, he's he's great. So, yeah, I think our guests are going to be really, uh, really in for a treat on this one. Oh, that is so. And and have you guys done this before? Oh, yeah. 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 I think this is number six, I believe. We do them every year. Yeah, we do them every year uh, in May um, around the same time because we uh, Ron and I got married um, May 18th uh, about six years ago. And we got married at the Buford House there in Tombstone. So every year to kind of commemorate our anniversary, we hold these events at the Buford House and uh, surrounding areas. And we have, you know, we try to have celebrity guests or paranormal guests come in and then uh, whoever our guests are that buy tickets. And it's always a great time. Oh, my God. I love the way you guys celebrate. That's awesome. (laughs) And, um... What, what, so what will, so I see on, so, and I'll, I'll, I'll also do a screenshot of your website, the Believe Paranormal, and it's B-E-E-L-I-E-V-E paranormal.com, which I I love that you guys, that's very clever, Um, but you're going to have investigations, and then wait, so I have to ask you this. So it says meet and greet investigations. And then it says story time with ghost children. Is that all one thing or is it story time and then ghost children? No, it's story time with the ghost children. 
Oh, you okay, so correct let's hear about time. this. What's um, story time with goats? I've never heard of such a thing. So the Bufords had um, the original owners of the house. They had seven children, and I believe six were born in Tombstone. Three of them passed um, the same year in 1886, I think. Um, but the, the children were two, four, and six years old. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So every year we, um, we go into one of the parlors in the house and everybody kind of sits in a circle uh, around the edge of the room. And my husband reads a children's book. We set out, you know, all of the paranormal, you know, devices on the floor and whatnot. And, um, and then Dwight will read a storybook to them and he'll, you know, periodically stop and the kids interact every year. Wow. So it's, it's really fascinating, heartwarming, and they have really sort of become like our ghost grandchildren because um, we know their stories. Oh my gosh. That's the coolest thing. I have never heard of that. I need to pay better attention because that's, that's how did you guys even think to do something like that? Well, uh, you know, we've we've investigated there before, before we even got married, and we found out that there was some children there. Um, so we decided, you know, let's let's try to, you know, talk to them and see if they'll interact, and they did. And it just kind of, you know, kind of evolved into, you know, let's read them a, a children's book. So I'll read either Goodnight Moon, which is their favorite. Yeah, and they uh, they interact every year. You know, little Georgie, he's the youngest one. Uh, you know, we'll tell him to run up to the machines, and they'll, and he will. And you can see him beep and you know light up and say, "Okay, run away, Georgie," and he'll run away and they'll stop. So it's it's really kind of a heartwarming uh, get together every year. Oh my God! Just for that, now I want to go. Like that would be <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. It gives people sort of a different perspective of the paranormal. You know, we're not just interacting with adults um, and it's not, you know, all spooky and, you know, so we love doing it every year. We look forward to our story time. That's what I was going to say. It's refreshing that it's not all darkness and demons and, you know, it's these, these poor kids have passed and, and here you guys are. I mean, I wonder if they count down the time till story time. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) That's awesome. And, but you're also going to have lectures too, right? We are. So we, um, uh, Jimmy will be giving a, a hysterical lecture. I can imagine. (laughs) Um, He's a hoot. Um, We have, um, James Tyson coming down from Canada. Um, he does all kinds of things in the paranormal and he has a radio show as well. Uh, so he's going to be giving a talk. And then we have uh, Patricia Kirkman, who also does a radio show, but she's also a numerologist. So she's going to be giving a talk on that. And then we have, of course, our celebrity panel. So guests will have a chance to really ask questions and our guests can uh, answer. That's fantastic. And it's it's May. I don't know if I said it before, but for anybody listening, it's May 15th through 17th. And they should also bring you a happy anniversary present. No, just kidding. 
not necessary, but yes, it's it's the whole weekend. So um, Friday, Saturday, and part of Sunday. Um, generally, we we supply um, snacks and food and and drink. Um, so a lot of the the meals are are where we're going to be at. Um, it's a small venue. We don't host a lot of people, so 25 to 30 at max. Um, we like to keep it intimate like that, A, because you know, all the venues are small. Um, but And we don't want to kind of move people all around like, you know, okay, this great move here. We want everybody to be able to enjoy the talent all together. Oh, that's that really nice. Yeah. And we want them to be able to interact and sort of get to know the talent. You're not always able to do that at the larger events. Um, but our events, you're able to sit down and, talk, you know, chit chat with them. So it's not just getting their autograph. Oh, that's that's really nice. I like like on your picture on the, the website, there's like um, and this explains because I was going to actually ask about what are you guys doing? But now I think I kind of have a sense. It's a bunch of people in um, camp chairs or any kind of chairs, really, just kind of sitting around a circle. It looks, and I think I can't tell too good um, if there's somebody like in the middle sort of talking, but what a great setup to, to make yeah, it that, like you said. Yeah, that, uh, that picture there, uh, is something that we do every year. Uh, actually, I'm in the center of the circle there. Oh. Uh, um, every year uh, we have uh, a smudging ceremony. I do a smudging. I'm, I'm trained in smudging. Uh, so every year we have people go outside and you know set their chairs in a circle, and I'll go around and do individual smudgings of each person um, and give them uh, readings if, if they need it. And it's, it's just a lot of fun. Um, that's something that uh, the people that come to our events, we have some that come every year. That's something that they really look forward to is Dwight smudging. Ooh. So it's really a phenomenal event. I mean, just a couple of years ago, um, we always have it at the Buford House. Usually last year we had it uh, at the other hotel that we did. Um, but um, it's always very... Um, magical, if you will, uh, dramatic, uh, spiritual, you know, it's not just white walking around in a circle with a sage stick, but, you know, the deer will come in and, and stand there and look at, you know, us while we're doing it. There's deer all over Tombstone. I, I'm sure you know that. But Wow. Actually, no, I did not know that. That's a cool thing to know. Yeah, they just wander the streets in the evening and... Um, so they'll walk down the street while we're doing the smudging ceremony and just stand and stop at the fence and watch the whole thing. I mean, it's it's really, really something um, to experience. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You guys are just making this better. Deer, ghost children, story time, smudging. <laughs> this sounds amazing. <laughs> and it's, it's definitely unique. <laughs> that is, I've, I've never heard of anything like these things and you know I, I not that I've gone to a whole bunch of um, paranormal conferences or anything but I've, I've gone to some but then I you know I track them so I, I pay attention and see kind of what's being offered never never have I seen something like that so that's cool <laughs> yeah we try to keep it different 
Oh, and we try to keep them very interesting and fun for people. That's the key thing when we have these. Uh, we always tell people, you know, if you're not having fun, then we're doing something wrong. You know, we need mm -hmm. to, you know, have fun and enjoy it. Um, you know, nothing that we do is ever, you know, dark and demonic and any of that stuff. It's all, you know, looking into history, talking to people who uh, hopefully were in that time period of history trying to get some answers and most of all having fun while doing it. And uh, that that's what we strive for. Oh my gosh, that's very refreshing because all this darkness and demons and <laughs> my my I have um, another podcast I do with my friends, uh, Didi and Sarah called A Haunt Mess. And we're just like, why, why does everything always have to be so dark? And I mean, why is it? I guess it because it sells, but it's it's this is to me much better because it's I think all of my experiences that I've ever had well pretty much all of them have been not bad or evil or scary maybe startling because you weren't expecting them but they're not right yeah so heavy they're they're more uplifting so I and and we can talk like you brought up the the location so the Buford house is one of them and I see the Cortland ghost town Cortland ghost town is um our Saturday um day location so um it's we we know somebody who owns a lot of this ghost town there's he's the only one living there right now wow and so um he has a couple of mines on his property um he has an area where native americans were through there um uh what do you call it babe um, migrated. migrating through there stayed there temporarily he has um, foundations of brothels. Um, I mean, he just has a whole variety of history on his property. So that's our daytime Saturday location. And then we are also doing um, a house that Wyatt Earp allegedly owned. And that should be great fun. We have not ever talked to any of the Earps. And then um, the... Can Can Restaurant, which is now a photo studio. Oh, how fun is that? And so have you ever been to that Wyatt Earp house yet? Have you we, investigated we, there? We have not investigated there, um, but we have been to the house, yeah. Oh, so it'll be new for you guys. Like, it'll, it'll be new for everybody, yes. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that. And the the photo will anybody be able to take photos or will you just be investigating there too? Oh no, you can everybody can take photos, record, and pretty much anything they like. Oh, how fun is that? Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. And then I wanted to ask you guys too, um, because it says on on your site kind of gives you a you know um a description of who who you guys are, an introduction. And it says you are you both psychic mediums and animal communicators. One that or well, the way I like to try to explain it is we're we're both psychic and mediums. Um, Rhonda, she primarily deals with the humans, uh, both you know psychic and medium. Um, I've always been an animal communicator and a psychic and medium, so you know a lot of times we'll. Mind what we do if we go to a house and do an investigation. Uh, she'll talk to the humans. I'll talk to the animals there to try to learn about the haunt or what's going on there. Um, so it's it's kind of again a kind of a different perspective for folks who come to our event 
or, you know, who we get together with is, you know, she's a psychic medium. I'm an animal communicator, psychic medium. So they can get kind of both sides. That is. And then that makes me wonder, because I've never heard about like when you said about your smudging ceremony with the deer, I'm like, I wonder why deer would I mean, maybe because they know maybe they're used to tombstone, but really, uh, I probably have maybe only been there five times, you know, when I lived in in Arizona, but I never saw a deer there ever. So to know that is like very and it's very interesting that they come like I wonder if they can sense something about you and they're drawn or or maybe do they come to every like is that a nightly thing they would come to this fence or well uh not to do what they do when when I do my smudging I think they sense um you know me there and my abilities I guess you'd say um a couple years ago we had uh, Johnny Zaffis uh with us and I was just fixing to walk into the circle to do the smudging and the deer started coming up all of a sudden to the fence line to watch. And then we had, it was just before dark and we had a huge group of turkey vultures wow. that flew overhead and kind of circled. And Johnny saw that and he was like, holy cow, I have never seen this before in my life. He said, there is something going on here. It was pretty amazing. It was amazing. And after I got done with uh, with doing the smudging of, I think, 40 people, and I was completely exhausted, and Johnny came over, he put his arm around me, he said, I have seen smudgings from all over the place. He said, I have never seen one like that. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So how do you how do you recoup from something like like what when you said you were exhausted i'm always curious about that like what how do you replenish yourself it it does take a while um i just have to kind of draw back from everybody for about an hour or so and just kind of recharge a little bit and usually it it kind of leaves me with what i call my paranormal hangover throughout the weekend you know i'm i'm there but i'm not 100% there afterwards because oh. it does drain me quite a bit yeah, I, I was gonna. I always wondered about, and I never heard it put quite that way. A fair normal hangover. I'm writing that one down. Um, <laughs> but I did. I I really wondered because, like, it's not like your phone. You can just go plug it into a do an outlet. So what do people do that right. they give of themselves like that? How do they recharge? That's that's interesting. Yeah, so step back away from everybody else and just kind of. Regroup. Yeah, just kind of ground and regroup. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. And um, is there any kind of animals at these locations that you often, like the ghost animals that you often encounter? or? Um, we have in the past, but not very frequently. Uh, the Buford House has a, a ghost cat that I, I pick up on every year. It, it stays there, which is kind of neat. Um, but the other locations, um, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, I try to, you know, let people know that, you know, there's sudden such an animal here or there's a dog here or, you know, whatever. And, uh, like I said, it, when it does happen, it kind of adds a, a different kind of a new level to the investigation. Cause for the most part, that's not something people are used to are having ghost animals show up. So, you know, when it does happen, it's very exciting and it's very new to a lot of people. 
Yeah, I don't think I've ever purposely been on an investigation where that's ha- like actually I know that's not ever happened that I know of that I was aware of, but um, that's that's really interesting. Like, and and do do you think like I'm just thinking of the real life animals I have, especially the cats. Like, how is there a way to get them to? Or, or maybe dogs. Dogs would definitely be easier. Could, could you get them to come to an EMF or the K2 or something? Or have you ever been able to do that? Like, hey, come over here and sniff this if you're here. Has that, has that ever happened? I have been able to do that. Um, and yeah, it has happened uh, where I've communicated with a, a animal that has passed on, usually a dog or a cat. Um, and it sometimes will even get you know, EVPs of a dog barking when there's no dogs around. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty amazing. Something. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, or we'll get, you know, the, one of the, either the K2 or the REM pod uh, to go off. And then I'll say, okay, you know, go away, go, 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 go. And then it'll, it'll stop and it'll say, come here, come here, come here, come here. And it'll, it'll come on again. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's kind of good validation for people. So it's not just me saying, oh, I feel a dog here. But when they see it interact, it's, you know, more proof to them. It's more tangible. Oh, that's so I didn't even think about EVPs because I was just thinking, you know, humans can talk and stuff. But they, but animals can. I mean, cats can purr and meow. And I have two cats that are extremely vocal. So and, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. amazing. Oh, how exciting. And what's like, have you had any weird animals like horses or anything you've gotten or well um not not on avp or anything but i've i've talked to just about every kind of animal you can think of both living and passed on um we go to zoos quite frequently or or animal rescues or shelters oh i have to tell the story about the zoo and then we (laughs) uh you know so i i've talked to a lot of different animals and uh it's just it's been just a great, you know, experience for me. Oh, so you can, I'm going to just ask this and then I want to hear the zoo story, but you can actually, I was just thinking of passed on, but you can actually talk to still living. I mean, communicate. Yes. 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 And I, I use that to help, you know, the owner, both the owner and specifically the pet, you know, if the owner, the pet's doing something, the owner doesn't realize or know why it's doing it. Or, you know, how the pet's feeling, am I doing the right thing or whatever, and I can go over and generally I can talk to the living pet and, you know, be able to help the owner take care of that pet better. Um, Same with zoos, same with shelters and rescues. I'm able to tell the rescue people that, okay, this, this animal was abused and it was, you know, this is how it was abused. So they know how to approach that animal better and be able to calm its fears or whatever. So... You know, it, it it really is a very helpful gift, and I just get so much out of it when I'm able to help them. That's awesome. I have a friend who her most recent dog that she got, um, she wanted to know her backstory. So she um, found somebody in Jacksonville, that's where she lives, and kind of gave her the history of what kind of trauma had the dog been through because she wanted to try to make her life, you know, happy now that they healed the trauma that's amazing i love that okay now let's hear the zoo story (laughs) um so we went to the zoo not with the intent of 
necessarily talking this was a few years ago not necessarily with the intent of talking to the animals we just went to visit and um so we walked all through the zoo and we got to south america and there was a black jaguar in the inner enclosure and she was um inside where like a little cave area where they opened the door to let him in the back okay so she was um, way back in this enclosure and you could barely see her because she's black and the cave area, little area where they go back in the back was dark. Um, so I just sat down on the bench right there because I figured she's not going to come out. And Dwight walked up to the, the railing right in front of where she was. And it was like she saw him and she just got up. I mean, there was other people standing there, and she remained back there. As soon as Dwight walked up, she came out of her area, walked straight towards him. So I'm fumbling for my camera so I can record this. And she then she turned, and she jumped up onto a tree that they have for her and laid there. And, and he walked over there, and she literally started vocalizing to him. Uh, which is a pretty rare thing for a big cat to do, especially in a zoo. Oh, wow. um, so I got that all on video. And um, so basically what she had said was that she had missed her mate and that she wondered where her blue ball, blue ball was. Um, so we had no idea what that meant. Um, so I did a little research and come to find out her sister had just passed, I think, the year prior to that, um, which – would be why she was wondering where her mate was, her enclosure mate. Aww. And um, and there was a red, a big red sort of rubber ball thing in there. But she talked about a blue ball. So zoos, you know, aren't the most receptive to maybe animal communicators because it could depending on the animal communicator, that could be, you know, good or bad publicity, right? Oh, yeah. So, um, anyways, I emailed the zoo uh, after I got done um, getting them uploaded online, and I sent uh, a video. Well, we did talk, you talked to a giraffe, too. <laughs> um, it, it was a pretty phenomenal day that day. Um, I emailed the zoo, and long story short, I just told them exactly what the Jaguar said. You can take it as you want. You don't have to believe that my husband can talk to animals. Um, but has any, as the caregivers explained to her what happened to her sister? You know, maybe if you do that, she'll, you'll notice a difference in her behavior. So uh, it was probably what, a month or so, and we went back to the zoo. And I am not even joking. There was a blue ball up in her tree. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I don't know what happened with that email, but I think they talked to her. And uh, obviously they knew that she had a blue ball, which we and didn't. <laughs> did she seem any different? Like, did she come back and, like, say thank you? Or, or did um, she seem she was different. She was more at ease. She was more at peace when we uh, when we were there the second time. Um, she kind of lifted her head and looked at me. I was able to connect with her, and I could feel that she was more at ease. Um, kind of a thank you, so to speak, but not a direct one. Um, 
but it was enough for me to uh, know that what I picked up made a difference. And that's, like I say, that's what means the most. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Whether the zoo believed what, you know, that he has that ability or not is not even the matter. It's not even important. Uh, What does matter is that they obviously knew something that we said hit with them. They knew that it was the truth. That's why they brought out the blue ball and they probably talked to her. That's awesome. I love that. And what happened with the giraffe? So um, we were at the giraffe when actually we weren't at the giraffe. We were at the lion exhibit, which is across from the giraffe. And the lions were sleeping, of course. And and we turned around (laughs) and um, on the other side of the little walkway path is the giraffe enclosure. And one of them started walking up towards um, this side. So Dwight sort of walked up to as close as he could get to the fence. And I got it on uh, recording and the giraffe told him that basically that he wanted to go inside. He was hot and he wanted to go in. He pointed, you know, he sort of looked at the doors and uh, okay. And as soon as Dwight got done talking to him, the other two giraffes came right up and went to the doors. (laughs) it was like oh my god I guess he does want to go in so Dwight told him you know we'll try to see if we can find somebody to you know let you back there but I can't guarantee anything but just it's basically you know mostly simple stuff not anything you know life-changing the jaguar was special but you know just needs and wants yeah just things like that we we take for, or just, you know, either take for granted or ignore or wouldn't think of. And you guys can kind of be that bridge, that gap. Right. That's right. awesome. Oh, and you, that's what even, <laughs> I, I just read that on your site too. It's like, oh wait, they just say <laughs> that right there. Their hope is to bridge the, the gap between this world and next. That's what they're, that's exactly what they do. <laughs> they're gap. Exactly. They're, they're bridge gappers. <laughs> We're gap fillers. <laughs> <laughs> and who, okay, so who wears you out more? Or maybe you don't spend enough time with the animals, but do animals drain you as the same way people do? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> animals drain me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. But for you, Rhonda, do you notice a difference then? Well, I'm not the animal communicator, but I would think people would be more draining than animals, but I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> that's, well, that's what I was thinking, too. I would have thought that, that you know, but maybe it's just the energy required no matter what. Okay, right, no matter what. Yeah, here's another question. Have you ever um, sensed or communicated with any dinosaur ghosts? I have not. Boy, wouldn't that be fascinating? That would be fascinating, <laughs> but um, I have not. Um, but it would be something I would I would love to try, and I think a, the best way to do that would be to hold possibly a dinosaur bone or something, you know, so I can do almost a psychometry situation, and maybe I could. I don't know. That would be a oh. very interesting thing, though. That's interesting. I wonder if uh, if anybody out there has 
Had Anything access to dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> make, make it happen. That's interesting. No, I mean, if you wanted to do it, that is. That's just interesting. But, okay, well, that, I, I don't want to keep you guys too long. I just, I was curious just to get to know you guys a little bit more. And definitely, I wanted people to hear, because I, I saw that story time with the ghosts. I'm like, okay. And I actually, it was all sorts of things on your page when I went to look, you know, to add the link for the event, I was like, what, who are these, what is going on right now? So <laughs> I have to know more about these. And do you guys, I want to say you probably do. Do you know Debbie Branning? We do. Yeah. We do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know her too. So now we have another common connection. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm going to check into my schedule. I would love to come out and do your event because this sounds crazy amazing like things you just don't that's a lot of different pieces put together that I I wouldn't think and and just for every I mean I don't know what part I would look forward to more that's just <laughs> it's it's so fun I mean it's it's draining and you will be tired at the end of it but it's so fun that's awesome but it's one of those good like tired right where you're, oh. you're like souls fed kind of thing absolutely Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Well, I can't thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to, to chat with me about all of this. It's been remarkable. And, and I'll just keep in touch now because I think we're friends on Facebook, at least Rhonda and I are. Yes, so, we are. Um, I'll be keeping more tat, not stalking, just keeping tat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to sound creepy. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, sounds great. Hey, thank you guys so much again. Thank you. Uh, thank you. You have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Haunt Johns, a podcast for restless spirits. My name is Courtney Maroc, and it's been my pleasure to be your host and guide for this journey. I snagged the music, Phantom from Space, from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech. If you'd like to continue exploring beyond the podcast, jaunt with me online anytime at hauntjaunts.net. Or if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe to Haunt Jaunts wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also jaunt with me socially on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. You'll find links to all of Haunt Jaunts' social media on the website as well as a player on the podcast page with all of the episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until our paths cross again, ciao for now.